everybody, this is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited opinions, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. Today, we thought we'd talk about social media, and more specifically, how to manage its influence in our lives. I feel like whenever we have a big event in our country or world, like we're dealing with with COVID-19 right now, people tend to be a lot more active on social media, both as consumers and sharers. We also become more aware of how social media can influence our mood or our actions. Even when we aren't in the midst of a global crisis, there's just the day-to-day management of how we are consuming, how it's affecting us, because like it or not, it's become part of the world we live in. So first of all, What's everyone's usual level of interaction with social media? Too much. Yes, too much for me. <laughs> and I considered, like, when COVID, COVID-19, as my <laughs> six-year-old calls it properly, um, when things kind of started getting crazy, I found myself on social media way more, like, I knew it was too much. And I considered just going cold turkey, but right now I feel like, as sad as it is, it's kind of like one of the few lifelines to what's going on in the world, you know? So I was a little hesitant to just like cut it out completely, but I know that I could probably be on it a little less and I would be fine. Yeah. I am basically off social media. I know you're never on. <laughs> I never it's like post a we know event. That. Yeah. If you like, like a picture, it's like, whoa, Grace was on here. That's why we can tag you in giveaways and Yeah, I'm glad I'm tagged in giveaways. I don't I don't care. <laughs> so Grace basically is just gonna be like the moderator of this conversation. <laughs> yeah. I have no judgments about social media, but it's just it my worst thing is when I would get on Facebook because I just scroll endlessly down mm-hmm. and everything that shows up on my Facebook is just videos. Ugh. Like just dumb videos and I always get stuck watching them and I just get more and more angry and like sad Mm -hmm. just they're not like inflammatory videos I just I'm stuck watching them and I wish I were doing something fun yeah it does suck you in Mm -hmm. can we agree that Facebook is just kind of like the dumpster of yeah yeah. yeah. I can't post anything on Facebook because people will instantly tear it apart and yeah, I'm scared to post things on Facebook other than just yeah. like a picture of like my kid starting school or something like completely innocuous. One time I posted um, which Hogwarts house you would be based on your Myers-Briggs type and I got ripped to shreds. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> People jumped all over me and they're like, you're not a Gryffindor. And I'm like, excuse me, boy Whoa. from one high school class 10 years ago, but I don't think you know me well enough to tell me that I'm not a Gryffindor. So, And how offensive. Yeah, and people were like, what well, think you are? I just, I don't think that you can really judge what Hogwarts house someone would be based on their Myers-Briggs type. And I'm like, this is just for fun. It's just I just thought thing. it was did yeah. like funny. Did you have the, the courage and friendship to stand up for that's him, true him and, and maintain your noble friendship that's the the sign of a gryffindor i think maybe i'm a slytherin guys 
Yeah, and everybody knows we know you're Slytherin. Slytherin. I get Slytherin. Like, I get Gryffindor every time. Let's every not go down time. this road. Let's not go what? down the Hogwarts roads. We'll save that for another episode because we know that this could be an entire yeah, episode. That's true. It's going to take yeah. too long. Yeah, Claire's got strong opinions. I have strong opinions. Well, Facebook is the worst, and, and that's why I kind of get on Facebook. Because Instagram, it's like you go through your feed, and then you're done, mm-hmm. and then there's no more time to waste. But Facebook, you can just spiral. It's yeah. I think that for my generation, Facebook just You skipped is Facebook. a formality. Yeah, yeah you did. Mm-hmm. You really did. My generation was like the first ones... Like, when I was on Facebook, you had to be at college and, like, prove that you were a college student to even, like, have a Facebook. Really? And then I remember when, like, moms I used to babysit started for started getting on, and I was like, wait a second. Like, they're just letting anybody on Facebook now. <laughs> and now I'm the mom on Facebook, so I... Ew. And I'm, I'm the mom that, like, knows I'm too old for TikTok, and I know I'm not cool enough for Twitter, so... But anyway, let's get back on yeah. track, like... What do you, Tess, what do you use social media for? Like, how frequently are you on it? Um, I'm on, I'm on, like, Instagram and Facebook, technically. But I don't go on Facebook pretty much ever. Um, and I use Instagram, like, once or twice a week just because I feel bad. Like, people, if I ever post anything, people like it. And so I feel like... I have an obligation to go on and like their <laughs> That's very <posts>. sweet. <laughs> and it's, well, it's, it's nice, but it's also partly selfish because I worry that if I don't like their posts, they're not going to like my posts mm-hmm. anymore. So, um, yeah, that's really the only reason I use Instagram. Well, there is a little bit of a, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but like whenever I meet someone that is just straight up, like I don't have Instagram. Or, like, I don't do social media. Like, period. I'm kind of like, oh, okay. Like, I'm a little bit, not suspicious, but I'm just like, huh. Like, well, I like, I wonder how, how I'm going to learn in the world. anything about their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's what I worry about. That's the only reason that I still have Instagram is just so I can know about other people's big life events. And inform them of mine, you know. Well, and if I someone guess, gets married. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, how it. am I going to – and there's this is like probably, I don't know, pathetic. But I uh, there's a little part of me that's like, you don't want to stay in touch with anyone? Yeah. <laughs> like, like I guess – I and like these are people that – I have two people in mind. I'm like, I know you're probably – like eventually, you know, you'll move away or I will move away. And we're probably not good enough friends to like – text or call so I guess like I'll just never see you again and that's okay I don't know I just I kind of it's like I I like I miss how Christmas cards used to be a once a year thing where you'd be like oh my gosh like those kids have gotten so old or you know you'd you'd mm-hmm. see and now you get Christmas cards and I'm like I already saw your Christmas photo that's true, that's true. online mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. three weeks ago no I, I agree I with that events yeah, Christmas yeah. cards. I do love Christmas cards, but I've seen people say that. They're like, I don't need to send them because I know every people – I post everything. And I'm like, that's true. I think it's kind of like when people just are like, I don't watch TV. And I'm like, okay, I totally respect it, but I'm more just intrigued. <laughs> like, yeah, that, they, they managed to do that in the world. Yeah, exactly. I'll never Yeah, that's extreme. That. That's more extreme. And I feel like 
I enjoy social media for the creative side of it. Totally. Like I'm a huge Pinterest fan. I go on every day. Um, and I even use Instagram. Like I follow illustrators and, and just like creative people mm-hmm. that I like. So I think for that reason, I appreciate it. Yeah. I think it definitely like as much as we joke about like Ugh, social media or people, I hear people kind of just saying like it's a waste of time or whatever and rolling their eyes about it. And I hate to – Maybe I shouldn't categorize, but I feel like it tends to be, like, men especially can be like, ugh, like, women on social media. Or maybe, like, the older generation are like, it's such a waste of time. No one stays in touch anymore. I actually really disagree because I feel like, like our cousins, for example, it would be really hard for me to keep track of, like, we have a lot of cousins, like, where they live, how many kids they have, what their kids' names are. Frankly, I probably would only keep track of maybe like a handful of the cousins that I'm closest to you know so I actually really appreciate I I think it's valuable if you're using it within reason and like you said Tess there's so many other ways that it's utilized besides just Mm -hmm. like social interaction so how have you guys noticed though that it does it like affect you negatively in any way if you're yeah I that's why I don't spend time on it is because I feel like the negatives outweigh the positives for me, which it, it is hard sometimes. Like there will be people that I haven't seen in a while and I'll be like, did you, did you get married? Like, I don't remember. And so in that way, I should probably be on a little bit more, but I don't know. It just, I feel like I use it more as a reference tool now because when I was using it more actively, I just felt like I was doing nothing with my life. Cause I would, yeah, you get sucked in. I also have noticed that people will try to DM me a lot and then I have to like like get on way more often because there's just it's so like many DMs. It's like a texting, like they're almost texting yeah, you on I Instagram. Yeah, I yeah. will admit that is – I'm not a huge fan of when people are like you're DMing back and forth because I'm like, wait, am I supposed to just like hang out on Instagram? Are these like – I don't want to do mm-hmm. that. Are these boys that are – Sliding into your DMs, Tess? Primarily boys. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. I'm like, if I wanted to, like, if we were in person, we would just talk. But I don't want to just, like, message you. I'm bad at that. So yeah. I don't, I don't know. Tess is too ethereal. You can't pin her mm-hmm. down on yeah. social yeah. media. She goes <laughs> where the wind blows. Exactly. <laughs> um, I feel like have like a weird uh I think it's just my personality like my type one enneagram personality but I I don't feel like I struggle as much with comparison I mean everyone does to a certain extent I think it's impossible not to um but I get really worked up about like when people share political things that rile me up or when people I get riled. <laughs> you do. And I've, you get I've really come a long up. way. Yeah. I used to get in like Facebook. We used to see notifications that like <laughs> Claire had replied to a comment on some thread with, mm-hmm. and it was I some know. random lady. That's not my life anymore. <laughs> it was like, well, thanks for your opinion, Kathy, but I'm. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I know. I've come a long so way. Far. I've yeah, come a long way. I never see not... you do things like that yeah. anymore. That's not how I want to show up in the world anymore. But I, 
I, especially with COVID, and that's just our most recent, like, big event, it would be the same for, like, anything else. But when people are just, like, sharing stuff with no context, just, like, na- like not negative news, it's facts, but you know what I mean? Like, just, like, the death toll in Ohio raises, rises once more. Like, every single piece of information they can get their hands on, it just caused a lot of anxiety for me, I noticed, and I would feel really like sad when I got off or I don't know. So I have just, or when I see like sad things that people are sharing and I feel guilty because I don't want to have my head in the sand. Like I want to know what's going on in the world, but I just feel like for me, it can become a little bit of not a positive source of information. I have noticed that you get very depressed sometimes (laughs) sometimes <laughs> like you'll get off of social media just sad and mom does that too so that doesn't Wait, really happen to me when's but. the last time I was around you when I got off social media and was depressed <laughs> no I noticed that I was well it was a while ago <laughs> I haven't seen you in a while but something that I've been trying to do is stay off of social media before bed because that's when I feel oh, the most really anxiety and so if I Mm-hmm. If I read an article or just see a headline that's scary at night, then I'll think about it when I'm falling asleep. But mm-hmm. yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. I need to do that too. And you're right. It's because often I'm on it at bedtime because I'm like, oh, I'll just scroll through Instagram like before I go to sleep, which we all know we all know you're not yeah. supposed to do. The blue light is mm-hmm. bad for your eyes. Like <laughs> we all know you're not supposed to do it, and we do mm-hmm. it anyway. But then I see some sad story about you know like little kids that are sick or, you know, something that is horrible. And of course people, you know, can share or entitled to, you know, share that. But it's just like at that moment of the day, I'm not like emotionally equipped sometimes to handle that. And I think that segues into, I have become a big muter lately. Did you guys know about the oh, mute yeah. button? I mute people yeah. right and left. I mute on Facebook almost or on, everyone. Do they have one on Instagram now? There's one on Instagram they now. Have, um, yeah, they oh, have it on Instagram. Nice. Yes. So I think on Facebook it's called unfollow. Yeah. I've been unfollowing people for ages. Yeah, I, I am unfollowing so people is amazing. People on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really it's it is kind of like why do I follow most of the mm-hmm. people I follow on Facebook? Because at this point Facebook for me has just become like a melting pot of just anyone I've ever been an acquaintance with ever that's friend yeah. of me on Facebook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And half the time I'm like, who is this person? Like, why am I seeing all this stuff from them? But yeah, on Instagram, I love muting because I've heard people say like, well, I unfollow anyone who does this or or if they post about, you know, their business or too many pictures of their kids or whatever, I unfollow them. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I mean, you can curate your feed however you want. But I personally would feel bad if, like, someone I know in real life found out I had followed them. Yeah. Like, I just would feel yeah. kind of bad. That's just that's just how I am. Like, I I just try not to unfollow people that I actually have, like, a real-life relationship with. So I have loved muting lately because you can still go see their stuff. But if what they're sharing is just, like, not serving me well at the moment for whatever reason, and I still think they're a great person – I just can mute it and then it's not like always popping up. Mm -hmm, Exactly. I feel like following for me is like acknowledging that I know who they are and I like them. And then, but if I don't, it's nice to be able to mute someone who 
I haven't talked to in like three years and nothing they post is relevant I mostly, to me. Yeah, and sometimes so, I mostly oh, go ahead, mute people if I find myself thinking rude thoughts about them. Like if I'm making mm-hmm. fun of someone, I'm like, I think it's better for me to just mute them totally. so that I'm not being mm-hmm. a jerk in my head. Yeah. And I think most of the time, like, if I have a friend who's starting a new venture, like a new business or something, I, and I know, like, this isn't for everyone, but I will probably always follow them just to be nice because I used to have a blog and I know from, like, the few little ad campaigns I did that the number of followers you have is actually a really Mm -hmm. big deal. And so, you know, I'm like, I can follow just to be nice, but I don't necessarily need to, like... I would rather see more relevant things, so I'm happy to just support with a follow, but I don't need to be seeing this stuff all the time. So a podcast that I really love is Better Than Happy by Jodi Moore, and she's a life coach, and she had an episode recently. um, It was titled Inputs and Outputs, and I thought it was – I mean, she touched a little bit on social media, um, but – that part of her episode I thought was super relevant to this. And she just talks about how um, there's some things in life that we can't control. Um, Obviously, like, you know, our biology or maybe how we were raised or, um, you know, our work environment. Like, there's certain things we just don't have a ton of control over. But of the content that you can control, the input in your life, you should be taking, like, a more – active role in deciding what you want to put into your life. And so because her whole kind of framework that she uses in her coaching is your thoughts influence your feelings, which influence your actions, which influence your results. So um, that's given me a lot to think about with social media because I'm like, okay, if I'm seeing things that, like you said, make me depressed, make me anxious, make me feel negative feelings towards Someone who I know in real life and really like, I just maybe what they're choosing to share on social media is not serving me well for whatever fragile state I'm in in the moment. Like, then we need to take control over that. And what she said that I really liked was she was like, it's not putting your head in the sand to choose to surround yourself with things that are uplifting, that are positive, that are inspiring, that make you want to get off of social media and go take positive action rather rather than like bog you down for the rest of the day. So kind of like you said, Tess, with the, you know, following illustrators and designers and things that you find inspiring, I think that's like a really good way to use social media. Yeah, because there's a difference when you put things. That's why I love Pinterest is because it's, it's just things that inspire me. And so mm-hmm. instead of getting off the computer and, and being lazy, I... I get off and I have this new idea. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and that's a big reason yeah, I that I, I used to kind of go on Twitter when it was, I don't know if it was when it was newer because I'm not cool enough to have been like on the cutting edge of Twitter. But a few years ago when I feel like, I don't know, it was still a lot of people still weren't on it like us normal people. And I liked it, but I went on recently. I think Dave's parents had asked us to vote for like a BYU <laughs> like uh, Cosmo Cougar contest or something. They're like, if anyone has a Twitter, go vote. And so I went, I got on and I was like, oh my word, I can never come back here. Like Twitter 
to me is like super political, super angry, just like it's got a very mob mentality. And I know, um, it, yeah, exactly. Outrage reaction type. Outrage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, you have to be careful. And people with, tweeting with at people because yeah, people just decide like, oh, you're canceled, and that's it. Yeah, it seems like that's where a lot of, like, the social media drama really happens, where people are getting, like, fired from their jobs because that's they true or something. I just was like, <laughs> I don't think this is good for me, <laughs> so I'm probably not going to be yeah, on Yeah, Twitter's here. another one that I like because it's kind of a disaster zone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think I just like ones that have the drama. <laughs> you just like to um, <laughs> kind of lurk. You're a lurker. I was going to say Grace is a lurker. I'm like, I'm the same as you in that way, Grace. Like, I do enjoy, like, I read comments, which I know is always a bad idea to go to a comment section, but sometimes I just can't help myself. the comments are great. I have to go to the comments. But it's, okay, this kind of brings me to the next thing I wanted to bring up, which was um, Anna is the worst, is um, a social media and, like, marketing expert. If you follow her on Instagram, her name's Anna. Um, That's her handle. Anna is the worst. And she has a ton of good tips for, like, how to grow your Instagram, but also just how to, like, exist on Instagram and have it be, like, a positive thing. And, I mean, I think this could apply to other social media platforms. Like, we're not even touching on TikTok. I'm not – we all know (laughs) we've already talked about in another episode. I'm not cool enough to, like, know about TikTok. But one thing she said that I really, really liked was be a doer, not a viewer. And if you're just getting on – social media and scrolling, scrolling, scrolling and consuming and not creating anything or connecting or uplifting. Like she's like, use the platform to connect, uplift, reach out, support, create, like put your own things out there. That is when it really becomes a force to, um, you know, actually socialize and do what it's supposed to do rather than just get on and like, consume, 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 consume. And that I feel like can kind of bog you down. So I like that point of view. Yeah. Like when you, when you hop on Instagram, maybe think of like, oh, could I leave like a kind comment on something that inspired me? Or could I share something that someone else has created to like help them out or, you know, that kind of thing. I like that. I thought oh, that was I like, like a that. cool thought. It is a challenge for me to post on social media. I usually don't do it. And when I do, it's maybe not like what I, you know, like I would like to post on my Instagram how I made an apron the other day, but I just feel like nobody's going to want to see that other than mom and grandma. So I have I feel this like, like internal. everyone would love Tess. Yeah, yeah. everyone loves everything that Tess does. <laughs> we all want to see it. I do struggle with, like, I struggle with feeling braggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I know that's silly because that's kind of the point of social media. A little bit. It's not. And that's what we just were talking about is like we should use it to uplift and connect. But I feel like if you really look at like 90% of the posts, especially on Instagram, Instagram's probably the braggiest of platforms. Um, you know, a lot of it is like, oh, look at this. I don't know. I don't want to get into specifics. <laughs> yeah. People. But you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to post this cute like art project my kids made or I want to post um like a book we're reading that we're loving or something but I'm like uh I don't know I I struggle with feeling like I want to share this because maybe other people would 
find it valuable, but I also worry about coming across like, oh, Claire thinks she has her life yeah. all together. You know what I mean? And I kind of... I definitely overthink my posts. Um, not so much on my personal account, but on my business account where I have more followers, I I get really nervous to post because I, it's just like, it's an audience full of people that I don't personally know. And right. I think you should drop the handle of your business account on here so that people can go follow more people you don't know mm-hmm. can go follow you. Okay. <laughs> My handle is it's Anne with an E. Um so give me a follow. <laughs> but don't, don't be don't be prepared for a lot of content because she's and, scared to post. And it. don't judge me. <laughs> Uplifting comments. No, only. We're, we're gonna help her through this <laughs> so that she can start posting more. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, she's you guys need to help me. Now. I'm just, like, nervous to put myself out there. I get stage fright. Here's my two cents. I kind of think, like, you don't really have to put too much of yourself out there if you don't want to. Like, I think there's this push, and it was really bad a couple years ago. There's this big blow up where it was kind of this, like, rallying against the, like, the influencers need to be more real, and we need to show, like, the real side of life. And and I think there is value to that, but I also kind of think – you don't have to show every moment, every private moment of your yeah. life on Instagram. Like, that's okay if there's things that you don't feel comfortable. And I also think some accounts are for a specific purpose. And so if someone has, for example, like a interior decorator has like a home, you know, decor account. And she just curates like really beautiful images of the work she's done or decor other people have done. I don't really go to that account expecting to see, like, the nitty-gritty of her personal life. If she wants to share that, sure, that's fun, you know. But, like, it's okay to kind of say this is what the purpose of this account is. And I don't think people need to feel pressured to show. Because I like to go to Instagram to be inspired, too. I don't always have to see the ugly side of everything. I think I like accounts that do share a story along with, you know, if it's an interior design account, for example, I like to know their story along with their interior design mm-hmm. posts. So I want to do that more, That's but true. I don't, I'm just nervous. But I think, um, I just thought of this tip for myself. <laughs> so I think what I need to do, I don't spend a lot of time engaging on my personal or on my um, on my business account. Um, and so I think maybe I need to spend a little more time making sure that I'm following things, following accounts on that business account that I like, um, Mm -hmm. maybe following more of my followers back so that I can just engage more. And then maybe I'll feel more comfortable sharing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's what I've seen a lot of influencers talk about is just like, building a community on social media where they're like, this is really like, I've made friends here and I feel like the people there are like cheering you on, Yeah, you know? And I also kind of think like you probably will have people that unfollow just because they sort of realize like, oh, what she's here to share is just not resonating with me. And like, that's okay. They'll find another like beauty account that, is more what they're looking That's for, true. you know, and like the people that, I don't know, you'll kind of, I hate the term like my people, but you'll find, <laughs> you'll find your tribe. 
<laughs> but I think you guys have emboldened me, so. We did it. I'll try harder. Well, good. So hopefully some of you listening also found some value in our random musings about social media, and it can be a positive force in your life. All right. Our next segment is Weekly Wins, where we share a quick win from the past week, which can either be a product that we like, a recipe we tried, or just anything positive that happened to us. So Tess, do you want to start us off? Yeah. This week, I am seeing a marked difference in my skin because as I think I have mentioned in a past episode, um, I just got back from Panama where I was living for for a little more than a year. So when I came back, my skin was dry and I had a lot of acne all of a sudden. Well, yeah. So anyway, I asked Anne for some advice and I also looked online and I've kind of come up with a regimen for the morning and at night. I also stopped drinking milk and I am trying to cut out as much refined sugar as I can. And I have seen the difference this week. My skin has been much better. Um, and I've had this going for a few weeks now. So anyway, I will post some of the products that I have found and started using in our show notes. Um, I'm definitely not a skincare guru, but my skin. I feel like you're on your way. Yeah, you are. You made a regimen. Do yeah, you made a regimen. That's more than I can say. But can I ask? Can these acne solutions work if we don't give up milk? Is that an option? You'll have I to think try. So and yeah, that's true. Yeah, try what works for you. No, no two. Uh, I don't know. No two Hopkins <laughs> girls are alike. There we go. <laughs> anyway, so that was my win for this week. I finally have achieved better skin. Wait, did. Any of my recommendations help you at all? Yeah. Um, the Glow Up. Oh, Wait, yeah. what is it called? <laughs> the glow, glow, glow Tonic? Glow Tonic. That's By what Pixie. it's called. Yeah. I love that stuff. By Pixie. Super good exfoliant. Mm-hmm. And as you can see. Makes you real dewy. Glowing. Yeah. Yeah, you look fresh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks, Chris. My weekly win is a recipe for peanut butter cookies by Sally's Baking Addiction. These peanut butter cookies are I need to try so them. good. I tried to make some peanut butter cookies over the weekend, and I happened to have like a really bad headache that day, and now for some reason they just repulse oh. me. Like they're sitting in the fridge. You <laughs> oh, know how that happens sometimes when like <laughs> yeah. you don't – like you eat something at a time, and it's not the thing's fault, but then you feel sick. Yeah. And now I'm just like – I never want to look at these ever again. But I will, I'd be willing to like – try again with a different recipe. Okay, you need to try this recipe. Um, Well, I told Matt, like, I told Matt I was going to make peanut butter cookies, and he was so skeptical. He just didn't look excited. Really? He was like, oh, okay. <laughs> they're, an, they're an old man. <laughs> I know, you would think though. he'd like them, I mean, and then I made them, and he's like, yeah. oh, there's no peanuts? You didn't use crunchy peanut butter? <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, no. And he was just all disappointed about them, but then he tried them, and he's like, these are the best peanut butter cookies I've ever had and I was like me too they're really soft and they just have the perfect texture they're super addictive and they're so easy you won't mess them up but word to the wise they're called classic peanut butter cookies and you can just look that up on sallysbakingaddiction.com if you make 
the full recipe, it makes five dozen cookies. Oh, oh. So, oh my gosh. Um, maybe make half <laughs> or something because I made the whole recipe not knowing how many cookies it's going to make. And we have been eating cookies for weeks because. Well, and now, them. like, you feel yeah. weird. I feel weird, like, taking them to, like, a neighbor yeah. or something right now. So I'm like, no one mm-hmm. wants baked goods from my house right now. So <laughs> they just go to waste. You know, you couldn't freeze them. No, we did freeze them. That's oh, why okay. we've been eating them for oh, okay. weeks and weeks. <laughs> You're just slowly <laughs> just working like, your way through. <laughs> it's just a bag of, like, horrible stale crumbs at this point. <laughs> Okay, Grace, go. Okay. Um, my weekly win is a weighted blanket that I got on Amazon. You know how Amazon, they've got all those different brands that are basically the same thing. So it's not a particular mm-hmm. one, but it, it's just the weighted blanket in general is so nice. Um, how much was it, if you don't mind my asking? It was $50. Oh, that's not too bad. Because yeah. I've seen some that are like two in like the 200s. Oh, no, stuff. yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't too bad, and it just, it feels so good. You know when you go to the dentist, and they put on the x-ray vest? Mm-hmm. If if that's, if you're the type of person that that is the most comfortable and relaxed and, like, safe that you've ever felt, then a weighted blanket <laughs> is for you. I need a weighted blanket, like, really bad, like yesterday. Oh, no. Oh, Claire. Yeah, <laughs> I especially, know. like, right now when everything's so stressful, it just... It felt so good to get under it. It just came yesterday, and I've I've been so happy. Do you awesome. when you get out from under it? Is it like when you push your fists into a doorway and then you step out of the doorway and your limbs just like rise? <laughs> um, do you, you literally float when you get out from under your blanket? <laughs> yeah, that's one of the best parts about it. Actually, is that you just float around for the rest of the day. Levitation. <laughs> um, it's not as heavy as I don't know. I've seen people say online like. They're like, in the middle of the night, I woke up and I'm like, I couldn't get out of bed and like, or like I panicked. <laughs> oh no. Oh and my gosh. Like, it's, like, it's like 20 pounds total, but spread out over you. Spread out like over like a blanket. One pound per hand. I can't think of a single muscle in my body that can't lift like a pound. I don't know. That's so, so funny. For me, like I could go with like double the weight and and be mm-hmm. quite cozy but I don't know, I guess you're just gonna keep like layering them on top of yourself until I just fold like it in half pinned. and like hug it around my shoulders and just put my regular Ooh. blanket over my feet for a while and that was really nice whoa I need to get in on this yeah um well mine is a recipe as well um so you would think that I would be using this time to like experiment with recipes and cook more but here's the thing about quarantine for me like And I don't mean to make light of it because I know there are people that this is like a really hard time for. So I'm not trying to joke around, but well, I am, but I hope it doesn't come across as like flippant, but like not that much has changed for me. I'm home with my kids anyway. I mean, we miss seeing friends and like overseeing Ella's schoolwork is new, but you know, I'm like, I usually I'm cooking dinner every night, like I'm home a lot, you know, so it's not like this sudden thing where I'm like, oh, I have to cook dinner every night. And Well, like, and if anything, like, you have less time because there's no school to send Ella to or, like, activities exactly. to take to. Exactly. So I have not done a sourdough starter or any of the fun things. We have made more treats, more just because of, like, stress. Um, but, like, I am, the other night I was like, oh, I'm getting so sick of cooking. And I'm like, as if 
I didn't cook have to cook dinner before. Like, there's nothing new about this for me. But anyway, I've kind of been into like quick, easy recipes, and I've been trying to eat less junk and just like, you know, quick things that aren't just like hot dogs or pancakes or something. So, um, this spaghetti margarita recipe by A Bountiful Kitchen is so good. And I mean, I know spaghetti is not like the healthiest thing I'm thinking of Tess and mom like eating vegan in Alaska right now so I mean no I love pasta like pasta just, you know but you, you, you could put the sauce over your lupin exactly you should do that because <laughs> oh. that's oh. the yummy part about this is the sauce is so good and it's it tastes super fresh it's really easy ingredients like it takes probably like 30 minutes to throw together everyone in my family loves it like the girls eat thirds and Molly loves it, and it's hard to get her to eat anything besides, like, rice and cottage cheese. So mm. I highly recommend it. It's really, really good. We'll yeah. try to post the – let's try fun. to post the links to both of the recipes in our show notes so people can find them easily. But you could also just Google a Bountiful Kitchen spaghetti margarita, and it would come right up. That sounds really good right now. I'm starving, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, I think that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our show and visit our website, hopculturepod.com. We'll also be popping up on Instagram throughout the week, so follow Hop Culture Pod for more fun. See you next week. 